0: One of the biggest lies that society tells you is that you have to be successful at an early age, especially if you're an entrepreneur. To think that you have to be a founder at 25 and a millionaire at 30 and to think that that's the rule and not the exception is just absurd. It demoralizes those of us that are, well, shall I say a little bit more seasoned at life. Honestly, while they may have the advantage of youth on their side, they don't nearly have the advantages that you have as an older adult. My name is Dominic Lawson and this is The Startup Life. Let's begin. 7654321. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this is you crazy mother. Hey, startup nation do you enjoy the startup life now you can let the world know with gear from the show choose from the label yourself make your own luck and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship click the link in the show notes to purchase all right startup nation so i hope you're ready to receive some value today So today we're going to talk about it's never too late to start a company. So in the first segment, we're going to talk about some of the reasons that it's never too late to start a company. Next, we'll talk about how to balance family life and company life and how to keep your sanity. After the break, some of the things that people worry about when they're older and they want to start a company are the bills that they have to pay because, you know, revenue doesn't come in as often when you first start your your company. So we're going to talk about some things that may be able to help you out as you get your startup off the ground and lastly startup nation as you know i love to give you proof of concept on whatever i'm talking about we're going to give you some of the success stories of people that started their company later on in life so startup nation i hope you're ready to receive great value today and let's take flight startup nation you know as we delve into this life of entrepreneurship you know you have many advantages based on a myriad of things right and so if you're an older listener of the startup life, one of those things that you have an advantage with is that you have life experience. You've been in the marketplace, you've been in the business professional world for quite some time now. Some of you are 30, 35, 40 years old, and you have built up life experience, not just in your company, but also in you know, your family life. And so you know how to juggle a lot of things. Those of you who have kids and have a family or whatever the case may be, you, you have to juggle a myriad of things from school to recitals to plays or, you know, sport events or whatever the case may be. So your life experience uh, as you create your startup is actually a benefit to you, Startup Nation. And somebody who is 19, 20, 25 years old doesn't necessarily have that all the time. So, that's one of the pluses on your end, Startup Nation, uh, if you're starting a business a little bit later in life. Also, Startup Nation, in building those life experience points or wherever the case may be, you've also developed a lot of different relationships with a lot of different people. You have built you know, business relationships based on uh, some of the meetings that you've been in. In your nine to five, you've built relationships and maybe if you been on networking events to kind of build your book of business. Like if you're a banker or a salesperson or whatever the case may be. So you have um, people that you know, and those people know people and so on and so on and so on. So that's advantage you. If you're 19, 20 years old, you're kind of fresh out of high school or you're fresh out of college. And honestly, all the people that you know are usually fresh out of high school and fresh out of college themselves. So they're not going to be really in a position so much to kind of help you propel, help propel your startup in that matter. So once again, Advantage Season Entrepreneur. Also, Startup Nation, you know how to set and achieve goals. There's been plenty of times where you've had like a family vacation uh, that requires a budget, which is also an Advantage Startup Nation. You've had a family vacation that you had to save and budget for. Also, you've had like a career goal, like you want to make senior manager by whatever age. That's also something that you probably set uh, a goal that you probably set and you probably achieved because, hey, you're a go-getter startup nation. So be mindful of that as well. But, you know, one of those things about, you know, being young and youthful and this, that and the other is that, you know, you really didn't have to set a whole lot of goals. Now, granted, if you try to, uh, you know, make varsity basketball or you try to, you know, uh, get uh, a 35 on the ACT or something like that. Those are goals. And if you set a goal like that and you achieve goals, that actually works to the advantage of the much younger entrepreneur. But let's be honest, Startup Nation, most of us who are 16, 17, 18 years old, you was only focused on the right now. And so for for me, growing up in high school, that was girls for, for somebody else could be you know, whatever the case may be, my point is is that you're not really thinking about setting goals and achieving them. But as you progress further in life, things like setting goals and you know trying to figure out how to achieve said goals have come become second nature to you, and that's really an advantage to you as the entrepreneur as you try to build and you know create uh, your startup. And so, just be mindful that like that's once again advantage you also you know believe it or not this actually uh this next one is actually advantage you now a lot of times when we think about angel investors and and you know venture capitalists a lot of times they do want somebody a bit younger with a startup with this that, and the other because they feel like there's there's more room to grow but honestly startup nation honestly startup nation is because they can kind of take advantage of the much younger person what I mean by that is, is that let's say you're a venture cap and you see this 19, 20 year old with this amazing idea for an app. Right. But they don't really have that business acumen. Right. And so what venture capitalists often do just, you no know, transparency here. What they often do is take advantage of your youth. They take advantage of your naivete they take advantage of your lack of negotiating skills because you haven't been in the business world so you're not really sure a how to value that app but you're also not really sure how to negotiate a proper uh you know negotiation terms with the venture cap with the angel investor whatever the case may be however if you're the more seasoned entrepreneur and the more seasoned person at life you've been in the business world for quite often you've seen business transactions you've seen high stake or low stake negotiations right let's take the same idea of that app that we were just talking about let's say the app is worth a hundred thousand dollars or the the venture is worth a hundred thousand dollars you see the you know you've got to put in the work and the effort and the coding or whatever the case may be and so you say i'll be willing to give you you know 10 percent value you know 10 equity for $10,000, right? Now, if you're the younger entrepreneur and you're not sure what the hell equity means and valuations and, you know, pricing sheets or wherever the case may be, you may get fleeced. You may take that same $100,000 valuation or, you know, you may take that same $100,000 valuation and give away 40% of your company because you're not really savvy about those things. So that actually may be an advantage uh, to you Uh, startup nation and believe it or not let you know a lot of times when you have those younger companies they and venture capitalists and angel investors actually want somebody you know who's been you know in that industry for quite a while usually somebody who's your age a little bit older uh, they usually want somebody to add credibility to the idea in itself so you know i i know a couple of my friends who have biotech companies to where they need they needed somebody older uh, you know kind of like you know advising them consulting them uh, through uh, FDA regulations because if you know anything about biotech, oh my goodness you get run through the ringer when it comes to FDA protocols rules and regulations and forgive my ignorance I don't know anything about the FDA but I do know they are very very strict because for obvious reasons feudal the drug administration right but any I, that's neither here nor there but what I am saying, is that, you know, they use those young startups are usually looking for somebody credible in, you know, in a certain space where they be, like I said, FDA regulations or financials or whatever the case may be to lend credibility to the idea. So if this much older person who has been in the business world for quite some time is attached to this young startup, that gives that young startup more credibility. So that goes to show you, Startup Nation, that if you start your company a little bit older, while you're when you're a little bit older in life, right? That gives you the credibility because usually you're going to pick something. Your startup is going to be in a space that you're familiar with already. Nine times out of 10. And at the very least, even if you're not, let's say you were an investment banker and you decided to open a pizzeria. Even the fact that you've been in business as a, you know, you've been working as an investment banker gives some type of business acumen. Right. And so that's going to be advantage you as the much seasoned and experienced entrepreneur also startup nation you know at this age you know you you already know what you're passionate about you've seen it all you've done it all you've been you know to the mountaintop three times and back and so there's no figuring things out look we've all been you know for those of us who are my age i am 35 for transparency purposes uh we started owls when we were uh, 29 30 but for those of you who um who are uh, you know, seasoned entrepreneurs, seasoned at life, if you will? You've been 19, 20, 21, 22 years old before. You know, you've been done some stupid stuff at that time, right? You know that you've done things that you may regret, may not regret. But the thing is, is that your 20s are meant for you to figure things out, your 20s are meant for you to screw up from time to time. Right. Yeah, and, and so in doing so, in the screwing up, in the messing things up and the mistakes or whatever the case may be, you figure out the things you like, the things you don't like, the things you value, the things you devalue, whatever the case may be. And all of these cultivate into to the passion that you want to kind of pursue. Right. It, like, it may be one of those things where you've done so many things and all of those things culminate to you into Making gloves like maybe you want to make men's gloves or something. If that's your passion and you feel like you can make a better men's glove, there is a there is a space and a niche for you, my friend, as an entrepreneur. So that's one of the another, once again, an advantage of being older when you have your startup to pursuing your path of entrepreneurship, because, hey, you already know what you're passionate about. And that's a good thing. Also, Startup Nation, if you, you know, if you're a little bit older and you're thinking about, you know, starting your business, whatever the case may be. Another advantage in your in your toolkit is that nine times out of 10, you're more financially secure or at the very least, you're more financially savvy. How many times have you, you know, look back at your 20s and, you know, early, you know, maybe early 30s for some of us, but definitely in your 20s where you've made certain purchasing um transactions you like man i really shouldn't have done that or you may have taken some trips you know during spring break he's like you know what i could have saved that money right but as you get older and you know you start to accrue some assets maybe you've bought a house maybe you bought some other real estate maybe you have kids now you got to start you know, saving for that, that 501 college plan, I think it's 501. Forgive me, Star if I'm misquoting that, but you to start saving for that college plan, if you will. Now you start to value assets. Now you start to value the, you know, what the dollar means and how to spread a dollar, whatever the case may be. And that's where that financial savviness comes in, right? You know that, you know, sometimes you have $50 and you got to stretch that for groceries for the less, for the you know rest of the week. Nine times out of 10 at 19, 20 years old, you're not really sure how to do that. And believe it or not, that's one of those attributes as an entrepreneur that can, can, you know, really uh, serve you well. Many times you're going to have days and months, you know where revenue isn't exactly where you want it to be, especially in the startup phase. So stretching your investments that you get from the bank or your family, or whatever the case may be, or the loan or wherever the case may be, is going to prove vital to keeping your startup alive. It's going to prove vital to understanding and reminding yourself that your startup can work. And so as you get older, and it brings me to a story that this, when I was back in my banking days, that this guy told me, you know, he, he told me like, and Startup Nation, I'm not trying to get on a political deal here. I'm just trying to make a point, if you will. He said that when he was younger, he was very liberal thinking like, you know, you know, like everybody should get free health care. Everybody should get free this, free that or whatever the case may be. And it wasn't as he started to get older that he became more conservative. The reason being is because as you get older, you start to understand, you you have stuff to lose. When you're younger, you don't really have a whole bunch of stuff. you like nine times out of 10, you don't have a house. Nine times out of 10, you don't have any investments or whatever the case may be. You don't have kids or whatever the case may be. And so you're you're it's very easy for you to say like, hey, everybody should get free this. Everybody should get free that. Everybody should you know be taken care of in this matter but it's not until you get older and you become more conservative you start to feel like well i did this and you know they can do it too or the very case or it may be a situation where you start to have these things and you feel like there's this fear of losing them so you want to hold on to them as much as possible once again not trying to say i'm you know, conservative or liberal, wherever the case may be. I was just making a point of the story that he told me that it makes sense. And as you get older, you do naturally tend to get conservative at the very least with money because you don't want to lose it because you have kids and you have a house and a mortgage and saving them college plans, wherever the case may be. So once again, Startup Nation, it's one of those things where as you get more, uh, as you get older in life, you become more financially secure and you know how to stretch money and all of your assets to your advantage and is very attributable to success as the entrepreneur and lastly before we move on to our next segment and it's a big one you failed before a lot of times as 19 20 year old startup nation where you know we come up and we go to school and we live with our parents or whatever the case may be they have these built-in set of training wheels right? And so metaphorically, of course, you have these built-in set of training wheels to where like every time you screw up, you know, somebody's always there to catch you, whether it be your teacher or your parents or your friends or your pediatrician or whoever the case may be. You have these metaphorical training wheels and you're not really allowed to fail too often. It's not till you get to maybe college or after college or if you decide to go from straight from high school to the workplace. Well, failure starts to happen, not like major failures, right? But like little mini failures, where like maybe you know you uh, get behind on a bill, or you you know your car you know suddenly quits on you, or whatever the case may be, you run out of gas, right? And I'm, I'm I talk about these things because I have experienced it myself. You probably have as well. So after a while. As you get older and older and older, it's kind of like a callus that builds up to failure, right? And so when you do fail, you do screw up, it's already like this, you know, this apparatus in your brain in place. Like, okay, this has happened. Now I know I need to do X, Y, Z to get us back to where, you know, get us back to square one. And so as you're, you know, 40, 45, 50 years old, you've experienced this more than the 19, 20 year old, right? And so... As we all know, in in business, it is risky. It is very risky and nothing is given. Nothing is certain and nothing is, you know, going to be just handed to you on a silver platter. This is the life of entrepreneurship. You have to earn every single thing you get, every single dollar you get, every single relationship that you build, every single asset that the business acquires. You have to earn it all. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that all the time where he says, you know, like, you know, entrepreneurship will smash you in the mouth if you don't pay attention. And sometimes being smashed in the mouth is a good thing. See, a 19 and 20 year old would not necessarily understand that. The 40, 45, 50 year old understands that completely. So as you begin to, you know, go into your startup phase, Startup Nation, remember that failure is a good thing and is one of the biggest attributes you have as an older uh, person who's trying to create this startup. Now, Startup Nation, most of you who are much older, uh, you know, than your 19 and 20 year olds, of course, uh, you may have, you know, kids or a growing family. So in this segment, I want to talk about, you know, how to balance growing a family and growing a company as well. You know, one of the big things that, you know, you kind of have to deal with, if you will, is to find time to focus on the business, right? And so, you know, You you have to be extremely creative, you know, not only when you have a spouse, but especially when you have kids, because like kids are all over the place. Even right now, as I record this episode, my now six year old as of uh, uh, last week. Uh, is, is running around upstairs and she's going to come in like, daddy, daddy, can I have a snack, please? And so it's one of those things where, where, like, I'm telling you from experience that you have to be creative. And so what do I mean by that? Well, one of the easiest things to do is to treat your startup like a job. And so what do you do when you, you know, when your kids are at school, you're at work. And so maybe, you know, once you've you know, decided to go 100% into your startup, you treat it like it you did your nine to five. You you get up, you get the kids ready for school, make them breakfast, wherever the case may be. You drive them off to school. And if you have an office, go to your office space and you work. If you work from home, come home and you work and you work from nine to whenever they get out of school, wherever the case may be. So it's, it's one of those things where you like you have to be creative, but at the same time, try to, you know, be as normal as possible if you had a regular nine to five. So, you know, that's just one of the ways of being creative. Another thing you want to think about startup nation is cutting out that commute time. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're in a position to where you want to move or where the case may be, try to move in a place to where everything that's around you that you would possibly need. Is very close by grocery store, family doctor, movie theater for leisure time, you know, going out to eat at a restaurant or whatever the case may be. Try to see if you can move into a place where it's very centralized to most of your needs that you would need as a family, as an entrepreneur, wherever the case may be. Because the thing is, believe it or not, commuting is a is a time killer. Now, if those of you who are listening to the startup life uh, as you commute to work, wherever the case may be. I assure you, you're getting value in your commute. But what I am saying is that a lot of times commuting, you know, can can be a time killer. They really can. And so one of the things that I do that I mentioned in a previous episode is that, you know, we got rid of one of our cars and now we take Uber. We still have the one car, but we didn't necessarily need two cars. And so we got rid of one car. We take Uber or Lyft to the places where we need. It's actually cheaper. I don't have to pay for car insurance. don't have to pay for a car note. And... Uh, you know, we save a lot of money, but it will also save a lot of time. So even when I'm in a in a Uber or a Lyft, I get to respond to emails, I get to send out invoices, I get to kind of catch up on some administrative task, if you will. So once again, you know, it's being creative when you have that family as well. But also, startup nation, remember that your family is your foundation and your family is your fuel. Look, you know, having a company and starting a company is hard. I don't care how old you are. But, you know, sometimes you have to step away from the company and the business and spend time with them to remind you of why you're doing this in the first place, because your family can be your fuel. Your family can energize you. And not only that, Startup Nation, don't be afraid to talk about your company to your family. They have every right to know why, you know, dad or mom is spending so much time on this project or this idea or this thing or this company or wherever the case may be, they have every right to know why that time is being consumed. So invite them into the process, because believe me, that will, you know, tamp down some of the resistance or, or, or some of the, you know, uh, animosity towards you for not spending time with them. If you tell your son or daughter, like, hook, you know, try to see if you can incorporate them into the business where they handle little small tasks or whatever. Right. And they may ask, hey, dad, why are we doing this? Or, hey, mom, why are we doing this? And so you tell them, like, you know, this story of you know how what you're doing fits this larger thing. And so now they're invested. At the very least, they know what's going on. A lot of people just want to know what's going on. Your spouse may just want to know what's going on. And so don't be afraid to talk about your company with your family. Involve them in the process as much as possible. Don't disrupt their lives, but involve them in part of the process. So that way they know that, you know, you're not just, you know, twilling your thumbs for 12 hours a day. Right. Also, Startup Nation. And this is a simple one. You know, we talked about, you know, treating it like a regular day, you know, dropping the kids off, going to work, you know, spending, you know, picking them up from school. And this and the other. And then once you put everybody to bed, you know, and your spouse goes to bed after you spend a little time with them instead of any other work a little bit more, because that's also a time where, you know, you can kind of maximize, you know, some ideas, you know, do, you know, respond to some emails. So be mindful that, you know, there's also time to work while they're asleep. And that's a good thing. Right. Because, hey, you know, they're getting their beauty nights rest and this that and the other and you're getting. You know, hitting it hard, grinding it at 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the a.m. Now, let me be mindful, start nation, get you some rest. Don't stay up till like twelve. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Don't stay up till like four thirty in the morning. Get you some sleep as well. But what I am saying is that be mindful that you know while they're asleep, get you a little bit of work in. If it's just administrative task or, uh, you know, working on a new idea or some of the case or something like that, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's be mindful of that. As well. Also, Startup Nation, and I'll say this before. uh, No, I'll make two more points. Uh, Also, Startup Nation, be mindful to to delegate when you when your company gets to a point where, you know, uh, you can scale and you generate generating revenue to the point where you can can justify uh, having some help, hire some help and, and, and trust them that, you know, that they can do the job, train them up. Coach them up, you know, be mindful of mistakes because they will make mistakes. But after a while, let them fly. Let them fly. And while they're flying and helping you run your company, you can spend that time with your family. So that way your family don't think you are just trying to get away from them all the time. Let them fly. Delegate some of that time. Delegate some of the, those responsibilities to somebody when the business justifies it. And lastly, Startup Nation, before we go to break. Be mentally and physically strong. Entrepreneurship is a mental game, and that's actually an upcoming episode in the future about mental entrepreneurship. But I don't want to give it all away today. Uh, but be mentally strong. Understand that life is going to happen. Not every not everything is going to be perfect. You know, the, you know, the uh, the energy bill may be due sooner than expected from time to time, or at the very least. You're working so hard that you forget about the energy bill. And it it seems like it's becoming... Uh, do sooner than expected and I'm only telling you from experience but you know build up that callus and a lot of times like I said earlier you know if you're the older entrepreneur you know you've have built up that callus but also if you're the older entrepreneur you need to be mindful to be physically strong as well you got to take care of the body you got to eat right you got to exercise at least 30 minutes a day get get that cardio in right because one thing I tell older entrepreneurs all the time is that And I I, you would think I wouldn't have to tell them that. But, you know, entrepreneurs are stubborn whether they're 19 or 65. Okay, but one thing I tell them is that you cannot take care of the business if you don't take care of yourself. So if you're not taking care of yourself and if you have like medicine, you need to take, take your medicine. You got you got to eat and be mindful of what you eat, startup Nation. Like, look, hitting up McDonald's at 12 o'clock at night is okay every once in a while, but it can't be a habit. Because, look, I love a good Big Mac myself. But what I am saying is that in moderation, in moderation, Startup Nation. Okay, so be mindful to be mentally and physically strong so that way your family can have you. Look, your family loves you. They love you with everything they have and they don't want you to be stressed out or anxious. No, they don't want you to be physically disabled. They don't want you to have physical ailments. And so be mindful that like when you're physically and mentally strong, you're not only good for the company, but you're also good for your family. And that's also a plus, because the thing is, if you start having, you know, like mental breakdowns and, you know, these stress episodes or if your physical, you know, appearance starts to wane or you start to have like, you know, uh, physical ailments, whatever the case may be. What do you think they're going to blame? They're not going to blame the the McDonald's. They're not going to blame the stress. They're going to blame that company, the source of the McDonald's and the stress. OK, and so you don't want your family to resent your company because, you know, if you resent your company, you if they resent your company, they're going to put pressure on you to quit the company. They're going to put pressure on you to stop, you know, doing things and trying to scale the company. OK, so I know we're talking about, you know, to my older entrepreneurs, but this applies to all, right? Like your family loves you and they're going to want to want you to be around for a very long time. So make sure you be mentally and physically strong so that way you can be strong for your family and also strong for your company so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break i hope you're getting great value never too late but we got to pay some bills you know how it is but once again my name is dominic lawson and you're listening to the startup life A teacher looking for great resources, look no further than our Teaching Without section of our website. Enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the Nixon presidency as part of our legacy series. Enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are Common Core aligned. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So, we talked about in the first segment some of the reasons why you have an advantage as an older uh, entrepreneur to create that startup. And then we talked about why, you know, how you know to balance that family life and that startup life, uh, if you will. So now I want to talk about like one of the big things that people that deter people uh, from starting companies, especially when they're much older and more financially secure is the paying of bills. Unfortunately, there's not a like a, you know, uh, a uh, forbearance on bills uh, when starting a company. I wish there was. But the fact of the matter is that that energy bill, that mortgage is still going to come every month. So I want to talk about you know some things that you can do to kind of like as a side hustle, gig hustle, if you will, to kind of help with those bills as you get your, your main startup off the ground. One of the things that many people that I know do is that they jump into the gig economy. What's the gig share economy? Well, it's one of those things where you use personal resources to kind of help other people uh, you know, do what they need to do. When you think about your Airbnbs, you think about your Lyft and your Uber and you think about Grubhub. Right. Those are some things that can get some great uh, cash flow instantly uh, into your pocket while, you you know, figure up, figure out your startup and this, that and the other. And I have, you know, and I've ridden Uber many a days, oh, many a days. And I hear many stories about how a lot of them are able to make a decent living driving Uber. And we live in Memphis, Tennessee. So it's not like it's a Los Angeles, point where I would imagine that's probably a little bit more lucrative because of the population or whatever the case may be. But I know people around these parts who are, you know, making a pretty decent living by, you know, doing that part. They don't do it every day and they only do it, you know, usually like at peak times or whatever, like weekends, holidays, wherever the case may be, right? But I've seen some people Uh, have regular drivers if you will but that's neither here nor there but one of the stories i remember hearing while driving in an uber was a guy who um he was picking up somebody and he was on a uh, the guy was on a sales call and his car broke down and he needed the uber driver to you know drive him around now this dude was like a regional salesperson so he had to drive from like memphis all the way to like birmingham all in this uber Right. So this dude made like no lie, like four hundred dollars in one day. Now, granted, that is the exception, not the rule, Startup Nation. But what I am saying is that driving Uber or lending out a part of your basement on Airbnb, or I've even seen (laughs) renting out a couch on Airbnb uh, can be quite lucrative and it can put some some instant cash into your pocket as you figure out your startup. Another thing I've seen people do, Startup Nation, is that you can teach an online course. And this is perfect for the older uh startup uh nation listener or the older entrepreneur. Because the thing is, if you're 35, 40, 45 years old, you've been in the in the um, in the business world or some type of world for quite some time, right? And through that time, I'm pretty certain you've acquired some type of skill. And I'm pretty certain it's some type of skill that somebody is willing to use or somebody's willing to pay for to acquire said skill. It could be that 19 to 20 year old that we're talking about, right? So let's let's say if you are a, a guitarist, right? And you've been playing guitar for 15 years, clearly you know how to play guitar. But I can tell you, me myself, I don't know how to play a guitar. And so when you go to a place like Udemy, Or teachable.com, they can set up, you know, a platform to you provide an online course for somebody who's looking to learn how to play the guitar, who's looking to learn how to make a toy, who's looking to learn how to make a myriad of things or to acquire a skill or whatever the case may be. Right. So teaching an online class is actually quite lucrative because, you know, you probably pay like a subscription to like a teachable or something to like set up and it's a tiered system. But it allows you to uh, teach that skill, and not only do you teach the skill, but you can also have like assessments, like you can give a test or wherever the case may be. And if you want to go a step further, you give out a certificate that even adds more value uh, online course itself. Also, for those of you who have degrees, uh, know that China is is in a you know, in a massive rush to have their kids learn English. English. Is one of those business languages that transfers pretty much all over the world. And so when you think about like a vipkid.com or a whole bunch of other places, you know, not just China, but there's other places who are looking for uh, people to teach them English, that can also be uh, a lucrative, instantaneous. Uh, cash flow in your pocket to kind of help not only yourself but that family we just talked about because a lot of times like hey dad can we go out for ice cream you got all your money tied up in the startup you go teach an online class for like you know an hour two hours whatever the case may be boom bam bam now you got some ice cream money now granted it ain't that fast but you get my point but, you know, they can put some instant cash in your pocket now, you know, and Uber and your Lyft and your Airbnb as well. So think about, you know, teaching an online course to kind of help uh, get you through until that startup starts to generate that revenue. Also, Startup Nation, same thing. If you've been in the business world, you've been in some type of environment where you've been having this nine to five for so long, you've acquired a knowledge and that knowledge can be shared with somebody else. Do a little bit of consulting. I've seen plenty of people who, who've gotten, you know, like fired from their job. And until they find like another permanent job, they just go and do some consulting. They just go up to a place like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm pretty well versed in this. Let me give you a few pointers. And people will cut them a check. Even if you have to go to your, you know, uh, go to your, uh, your local city government and, and register yourself as a Person to do business with the city, they're look a lot of times city governments are looking for consultants all the time on a different number of things. So be mindful that maybe you want to do consultant work as well. Also, a lot of times some of my friends put together like these networking events or wherever the case may be, right? You can charge people for these events as well. Now, when you're talking about charge people for networking events or a social event or whatever the case may be, make sure you're adding value. Don't I I see too many events where people just throw some shit together and they like, yeah, that's going to be $25. But you start asking yourself, what the hell am I paying $25 for? So if you're going to take this route, startup nation, which once again, can be quite lucrative, you know, make sure you're adding some value and that people are getting, you know, some bang for their buck, because that can be a bad look. Even with your core business, if somebody remembers that you threw a shit networking event and, um, you know, and you know, you all of a sudden start really focusing on your core business. Somebody may remember that and it may cost you and bite you in the butt later on. So if you're going to do the coordinated social event or networking event, just make sure there's some value, add some food add a guest speaker or something that adds value to the event. Also start a mention. you know, if you have any hobbies or something like that, a lot of times people you know like to be pinterest gurus if you like to put stuff together make crafts or something like that that might be a lucrative uh aspect as well my wife you know has this idea a lot of times that she wants to kind of create like a wedding in a box or a party in a box where because she likes to make crafts or whatever the case may be so she put these things together put them in a box and then she can rent it out to people who need stuff for like a, a mickey mouse party or uh, a a wedding party or wedding thing or something like case may be charge a deposit boom bam boom you know get your money if they don't bring the stuff back you got the deposit so leverage your hobby startup nation because that can be a way to get some instant cash in your pocket as you're trying to get your startup uh, off the ground as well also you know don't be afraid to try a part-time job okay there's nothing wrong with that. Look, there are many parallel entrepreneurs out here, and just because you may have quit your job and you decide to get a part-time job, whatever the case may be, so you can focus on your startup, that's okay. Is actually a perfect scenario It's one of those things where it's like you get to have that instant cash until the startup gets off the ground and you get to take your Take your family off on those ice cream dates again. So keep in mind, think about a, a part time job if you don't want to do like the share or gig economy or something like that. And Startup Nation, you know, and this brings me to my next point. Uh, just to let you know, in the future, we're going to have a. Uh, episode talking about how to create a drop shipping company. That's also something that you can do as well. Find a very niche product that's in super high demand and, and you know, and, and do that. Right. Create this, you know, this uh this revenue stream of something that you really don't have too much passion in but just something to kind of like get you some cash flow in your pocket so that way you'll be set up for success you know with your family and then you start up or wherever the case may be a lot of times people if you think about printful.com or uh, shopify or something like that you can create like a t-shirt business instantaneously if you can put some cool words or a cool logo or a cool image or something like that on a t-shirt people sell to people buy that stuff this even got to the point where now you can like custom make uh uh basketball shoes or tennis shoes wherever the case may be right different colors different leathers or wherever the case may be and you can drop ship and sell those online as well so keep in mind you know shopify printful.com things like that can go a long way to put some uh some straight cash homie if you're familiar with Randy Moss, straight cash, homie, put some straight cash into your pocket as you get your startup off the ground. And lastly, startup nation, you know, another thing that you can do uh, when trying to get some cash in your pocket really quickly is to do some online freelance work. Look, if you go to, uh, I think it's a uh, LinkedIn Profinder or something like that, there's always somebody looking for some type of freelance work, whether it be edit a paper, whether it be write a paper, whether it be. Uh, edit you know a podcast if you will i've, I've looked on linkedin pro finder or your um uh, fiverr if you will uh, for people who are looking for some online freelance work and so that's also a way to get some instant cash in your pocket as you get your startup off the ground so my older startup nation members like i said look one of the biggest things we worry about when we jump off on that cliff of entrepreneurship is how we're going to pay our bills. And I hope this segment is a great way to share that. Hey, you can still have that startup and still have some, some, you know, some, uh, different income revenue streams to kind of help pay for those bills as you get that startup off the ground. And lastly, startup nation, before we cut out for today, one of the things I love to do is to give you proof of concept. You know, when we think about our, you know, 35-year-olds, you know, 40-year-olds, 40 45, 50, 55, 60, whatever the case may be, year-old Startup Nation members, a lot of times you feel like, you know, you're over the hill or you feel like you've missed your mark, you've missed your turn. And I'm here to tell you that ain't true. It's just simply not true. Look, not everybody peaks at 20. And if anybody tells you that, they must be 19 because, is one of those things where it's like sometimes in order to live life you got to live life sometimes you got to experience things before you get to a point to where like okay i'm ready to start this venture i'm ready to start this chapter of my life and so for many of those people it was to start a company and it could have been out of necessity it could have been whatever the case may be but my point is like look Not everybody starts companies at 20. And if you ain't starting a company at 20 or 25, that's okay. So I want to give you proof of concept of people that have, you know, started companies much later in their lives to show you that, hey, it can work. The first person, you know, I want to tell you about is, you know, the chicken man himself, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders didn't start KFC until he was like 62. Okay? Like, you know, by that time, you're getting ready to collect Social Security, whatever the case may be. But that didn't stop him. Now, granted, you know, it came out of necessity where he had some issues. I think like his wife passed away. He was like a lawyer, but he had stopped practicing law because he got into a fight in a courtroom or some crap like that. But the thing is, is like, you know, he was 65, you know, 62 when he started, you know, KFC. And when he passed away, he was quite rich. Quite rich. I think he passed away. He was 88 or something like that. Right. So Colonel Sanders is proof of concept that you don't have to be 20 in order to start a company. Also, Robert Noyce. Robert Noyce, you no, know, founded Intel. Right. He was 41. He was 41 when he founded Intel. Now, and obviously, when he started Intel, he didn't go in with a whole bunch of cash. He went in with some knowledge because he graduated from MIT, but he didn't grow in with a, a dump load of cash. And he ended up with a net worth of like, what, like three and a half billion dollars or something like that. So, like I said, once again, you don't have to start this thing when you're twenty five. like you may be 45, 44 right now. And it may be to the point where this is the perfect time to do it now. If you feel like it's the perfect time to do it now, guess what? Do it now. Another person that comes to mind, Ray Kroc. Now, I know many of you have probably saw the founder and feel like Ray Kroc stole McDonald's from the McDonald brothers, whatever the case may be. Look, I'm not saying that it was the best way to go about it, but that movie is a a prime example of somebody who had business acumen and went for it, and unfortunately took advantage of people who didn't have quite the business acumen or quite the willingness to go a step further to do that. I'm not saying that he's a good guy. I'm not saying that it was done the right way. What I am saying is that he went for it, and as far as I'm concerned, everything he did was above board and legal. So say what you want about Ray Kroc, but Ray Kroc, you know, he didn't he didn't get into the McDonald's business until he was 52. He was 52 years old. He was like basically a terrible milkshake machine salesman. And he when, when he died, he was worth 500 million dollars. Started at 52. Another person we think about is Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey is massively successful, has massive business, so many business ventures to count. I think she's worth like what three, four billion dollars now. Didn't really start till she was like thirty. Another person to think about is Stan Lee, the Marvel dude, right? He didn't start Marvel till he was thirty-nine. Okay, you know, matter of fact, you know, many people told him his ideas were stupid. Okay. And, you know, didn't, uh, you know the, the latest Avengers just came out recently. The latest Deadpool just came out recently. And they're smashing records left and right. And that's all because at 39, he decided to go out on his own. Dude is super rich. Super rich. All you got to do is look at box office receipts to tell you how rich he is. Then you think about, you know, Donald and Doris Fisher. You know, they created the Gap. They were 40 and 37 years old. You know, they had, you know, a net worth of like, what, three and a half billion dollars. And when you think about the Gap Inc., it ain't just the Gap. It's like Old Navy and a few other stores under that umbrella. Right. But once again, it's it's a prime example of somebody not saying that, you know, just because I'm not 25 years old, I can't do anything. I've missed my turn. I've missed my mark. It's not true Startup Nation. Not everybody fucking peaks at twenty five. It's just that simple. And last but not least, Startup Nation, probably arguably one of the greatest entrepreneurs, you know, in the history of business, Henry Ford. Ford Motor Company. Right? He didn't start Ford till he was forty. Okay. He ended up, you know, with, you know, a, a net worth of like what? I'm just gonna say a whole bunch of billions of dollars. Because like it's probably stupid. Uh, an amount I can't even fathom of how, how rich he probably would be in today's money right but like you know when he came up with the assembly line model this that, and the other able to you know he basically inc- created you know that economies of scale model because that assembly line was able to get you know more and more Fords out of the door and able to sell more and more Fords so when I think about all these people startup nation and people tell you that you got to be 25 this that, and the other Remind, be remindful of be mindful of these stories. Be mindful of people who have done it before. You think about, you know, real quick, Ariana Huffington. She didn't start the Huffington Post until she was in her 40s. And she sold it at 56 to AOL, when she was 56 to AOL. Right? Everybody knows what the Huffington Post is. And so when we think about, you know, start up and a company or whatever the case may be, it's not mutually exclusive to the 20 year old. It's not mutually exclusive to the 19-year-old tech guru. If you're a tech guru at 52, then you could be a billionaire tech guru. It's quite possible, Startup Nation. So here's my final take. Like I said before, not everybody peaks at 20. Not everybody peaks at 25. If you have an idea, if you have a goal, you got something like, uh, you know, that you can create this, this service or this product, and you feel like there's a niche in the marketplace for that product or service, go for it. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter what's happened in the past. Doesn't matter, you know, that you got kids. Doesn't matter that you have a spouse, right? If you do it right, you can involve them all in the part of the process, you know. And if you're worried about bills, there's a way to get around that. The share economy is growing. The share economy is growing by leaps and bounds, right? More and more people are starting to Uber drive. More and more people are saying, forget Hilton and, and the Hampton Inn. I'm going to go stay at this dude's house for like $75 a night, right, with Airbnb. There's ways to get around it. There's, you know, you're worried about some cash, go teach an online course. There's ways to get around this thing. It's one of those things where it's like if you want this company to work and you want this thing to get off the ground, there's a path for you, my friend. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter If you didn't start at 20 there is a path for you and as the entrepreneur I feel like it's up to you to be creative as possible and to be passionate as possible to find that path and I believe if you remember all these things you will be reminded that it's never too late to start your company so that's gonna do it for this episode of the startup life I hope you got great value from it's never too late it is one of those things where you know I see many people who come up to me like Dominic I missed my mark and I don't know what to do and I just have to remind like look man you you if you got that idea in your head it ain't going nowhere It's nagging at you to come out so I don't care if you are 50 just go for it my friend just go for it if you want to let us know what you think about the show have an idea for a show topic or like to advertise on our show send us a message on the startup life podcast facebook page and while you are there like and follow our page as well it's a new way for us to engage with you startup nation and really grow our community the link is here in the show notes to subscribe to the show as it can now be heard on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher radio spotify iHeartRadio Radio and SoundCloud. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.